0: fitness over 40, it gets tougher. Everything gets tougher. We lose our buffers. Our behavioral buffers just evaporate over time. And we have to start accounting for all the positive behaviors or negative behaviors, our actions and our inactions. They all show up. Think of it like when you're a kid, when you're like four or five years old and you go bowling for the first time. And your parents have the uh, attendant raise up the bumpers on either side. Now you can throw the ball down the lane and you're guaranteed to hit a pin. As we get older, those bumpers go away. You can throw a gutter ball. You can throw a bunch of gutter balls. It's going to show up in the score. That's how it is getting older when it comes to our body. And if we're made to account for all the things that we've done to our bodies or haven't done with our bodies that need to be done, It starts showing up in our waistline. It starts showing up in our in our health quotients and markers. Today you're going to hear about my friend and coaching client Whitney Jones, who fought back, who was faced with a health challenge, came for guidance, did not back away from the work, and overcame it. And then came back again and said, "Okay, now that I'm healthy, I can attack my waistline. I can attack how I feel, and I can attack." the number on the scale. I'm Coach B. Moore. Welcome to Coach B. Daily, brought to you by eatingforabs.com. In this podcast, I share information that will help us improve our health, athletic performance, and body composition. If you're enjoying this podcast, my ask is twofold. One, leave me a review. Give the show a star rating and leave a comment. Number two, share this with someone you care about. The show is here to help us live longer, happier lives. So press the share button. So, Whitney, you know how tone is lost in text, but I clearly remember my, the way I interpreted it was anxious and serious, which said, coach, I've got an issue. My doctor is telling me that I've got hypertension. And if I don't make a change soon, she's going to take greater measures. Right. Mm -hmm. Can you put yourself in that mentality? Just think back to that time and just Tell me what what you were feeling. Tell me what you heard. Let's describe the scenario. What was happening?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I had a lot of, I think a lot going on in my life, but I remember being at the doctor and I, I think I asked her to run the test like at least two or three times because I was like, oh, maybe it's nerves. You know, I was coming up with all these excuses um, and thoughts as to why it might be high, not really realizing that I truly could have just had high blood pressure at that time. And I think I was very adamant with her that I did not want to be on medication, that I would work to solve it Um going another route, uh, versus medication. So I pushed back quite a bit. And I think when I met with her, I think she said she would give me a month or six weeks and then I'd come back in for a follow-up, um, appointment. And then at that time she'd make a determination, Mm -hmm. um, at least to make sure that she was seeing progress and a change.
0: Did she give you an indication at that time? Was there anything in her tone or in her description that said, look, I'm, I'm really concerned or I'm mildly concerned. What was she saying? What was her, what what feelings did you get from her at the time?
1: Yeah, no, I think she was pretty concerned. Um, And I think she kind of looked back at some of my history where I had been pretty steady and then, you know, kind of seeing this upward um, spike. And then I believe she had said that they had redone the guidelines for blood pressure and where the numbers fall. And I I know I was in that like high red. Um, I don't remember the number on the chart, but definitely not. Anywhere where I should have been, especially for my age level and, you know, you know, the activity that I was doing. Um, So I think she definitely said I had to make the change from within.
0: Right. And if we didn't make a change, she's going to bring medication. And we've talked about medication for probably Mm -hmm. a year up to that point. We were saying not not specifically for you, but we were saying kind Mm -hmm. of what the impact of going on these different meds were versus holistically and with lifestyle lifestyle change and what the differences were. So yes, I, I feel yes. like you knew at the time that if you could make the change yourself, that was preferable. Do mm-hmm. you agree with that? Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we—I I know exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting in my in my bedroom. I've got like a little reading area. I was sitting on that chair. I'd walked away from the rest of the family in the house to to have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And because we had already had history, you you'd gone through the course yep. before. I, it, mm-hmm. it was it was now my problem. It wasn't your problem. It was ours. It was the thing mm-hmm. that to me was the most important thing in our relationship was mm-hmm. to get that that thing going. And then we embarked on about what like a six month set of changes. Yes. And at the end of the day, you're still here. Yes. <laughs> you're not I on am. meds.
1: <laughs> no, no meds. <laughs> yeah, we
0: we did a lot, and you, you did all the work, and I, and I, you did a lot of change. Uh, I know you'd found a food truck. That could, pre- yes. that could prepare meals according to the changes we we're making. Mm-hmm. What were some of the harder changes that you made during that time? Do you think, can you remember anything that really gave you more challenge than others?
1: Yeah, I would say for me, um, definitely, I'm a very social person. So the social um, gatherings, whether it's brunch, you know, going out to dinner, um, those indulgences. Um, I definitely had to kind of redirect, um, some of that. And if I decided to attend brunch, make sure that I'm making the right choices, despite what the remainder of the group, um, was ordering. So I think definitely adjusting, um, my social settings and then to making sure I kept focused that I was the priority. Um, so it might mean missing out on going to the next party or the next, you know, um, cookout or the next outing. Um, Realizing that the changes I was making were going to allow me to be here longer, so I could do all those things, uh, do all of all of those things, and um, yes, I had to definitely shift and prioritize myself, which I would say I probably had not done to the level that I needed to previously.
0: Right. I agree. As an aside, I just pulled up the numbers. I've got the numbers. Uh-oh. I have five data points, so <laughs> we'll move oh boy. <laughs> the first one was one seventy nine. Over 50, Mm -hmm. which which is way in the red, like you said, Mm -hmm. that was that was day zero. Data point number two was month one, which moved us to 168 over like 92, which is still in the red, Mm -hmm. but it's still a huge adjustment. It's still a a Mm -hmm. step forward. And uh, I'll post this in the uh, in the show notes, but I've got the first four data points. We're all in the red, uh, mm-hmm. but each one was a marked improvement. And then the fifth data point was not even in the the pre hypertension; it was in the green, in the new green, which is even lower, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, so I'll definitely mm-hmm. post these numbers. The the last number I had uh, was one nineteen over seventy six, which is like yeah. like the envy of every person on the planet. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm in the green. I'm in the good area.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Now I don't want you to if you don't want it, if you don't feel comfortable saying it, but you mentioned your age. Are you in your thirties, you're in your forties, where about are you?
1: Yes, I'm in my forties, low forties. Okay. Low forties. <laughs> Got
0: it. Right. And since this time, because we've we've tackled the health concern, um we you went a step further. You you kept on doing all the right things lifestyle wise. And then your next big goal was what?
1: Uh, I would say, yeah, for me, it was dropping the pounds um, and losing inches and then building consistency. So having the habits down and then making sure I was getting my body moving to a consistency level that I could maintain and what was needed.
0: Right. Right. When you started making changes specifically regarding your health, you had to be doing things differently aside from socially, even let's stay with social for a second. How did you experience your friends and family as you were making those changes? How did they impact what you were doing? What did they say? What were they doing? Were they being helpful? Were, was it, were they putting up some defense? What were you feeling at that time regarding your social circle?
1: Yeah, I would say friends and family, definitely very supportive. Um, I think everyone has that one friend. And my friend is like this super triathlete. Um, she's a great, she's like, if you need a motivator, I got you. I can be your accountability partner. Um, and she kind of definitely helped to push me and kind of stay on me um, and would actually tell you the stuff where you're like, excuse me, did you really just say that to me? Like, she's that type of friend. Yeah. Um, and I think that everyone needs someone like that. So Angela was my me. Um, like it is, yes. Tell me, tell me what I don't want to hear. Um, I would make up excuses about why I couldn't get to the gym, and she would give me like six other alternatives, and I really didn't have a comeback at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would try, but yeah, definitely very supportive. And then um, the challenge that I participated in, um, my accountability partner Yolanda, um, very much similar. We helped to keep each other accountable along the way. So I think definitely building a network, um, utilizing the group me through your group. Um, To bounce ideas off of uh, one another and get inspiration Um, and, you know, really to make sure you understand other people are in the same place as you um, facing some of the same challenges and, you know, how we can come together um, and kind of share ideas.
0: Right. So another put yourself in that in that time frame question, if you could (laughs) go back, let's say, two years, three years ago and imagine your house, imagine your kitchen, imagine your car, imagine your office, your workspace versus today. Can you? Are there any key changes that stand out, and how your setup is different?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it was in the cl- in the court in your course. The was it the great cabinet cleanout? Yes. Yes, and I saved that picture. I believe I actually put it. Um, I kind of have it like a mini print that I saved, and all of those items I committed to myself. Once I pulled them out, I've not brought them in. So mm-hmm. my landscape at home, my kitchen at home. If I want a snack, I mean, there might be some popcorn, might be the the, the worst thing in there, but eliminating all that stuff allowed me to not kind of revert back and at least in my in my home where I'm spending a lot of time those those choices were eliminated and then you know cleaning out the fridge rebuilding the fridge to have you know healthy grab-and-go snacks fruit you know whether it's ingredients to make a protein shake all of that stuff I think really changing the landscape of my home um, was critical and then that entail that in also helped to then change, you know, my habits in the car and on the go. So, and I think one of the challenges in the course, you know, no drive-thrus and there's, there's not a lot that you can get <laughs> that's not healthy if you go through the drive through right. So, you know, making that change um, also, you know, kind of changed my, my thought process.
0: Yeah, that actually was, there's in that lesson, there's no more, no drive throughs and no eating in automobiles. <laughs> no yes. eating in vehicles is another <laughs> yes. thing. Uh, yes. And just so people know, because uh, it's, let's give it away. The great cabinet clean out, um, which is so much easier to explain in today's climate, because now Marie Kondo has come and done basically the same thing we've been doing in the kitchen in the rest of the mm-hmm. house. So it's very much the same. It's go in your kitchen. Everything comes out of the cabinets onto the table. Everything comes out into the out of the refrigerator onto the table. And then there's a list with certain criteria. These things can't go back into. So there's no like trans fat. There's no um, certain preservatives, you know, things like that. Things that that have high fructose corn syrup, none of that goes back. So you have black trash bags and only the things that meet the criteria go back in. And then we bag everything up and we give it away or we toss it or whatever. But it really is the opposite of what people want to do, which is go through and try to pick things out to pull out. Mm -hmm. No, everything comes out. It goes to the filter, then whatever's left goes back in, and then we have a grocery list that we restock the cabinets with all great stuff like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, let's get on to the challenge that you took because now that you are at this point in, in the story, you're healthy, you're you're in the green, blood pressure wise, uh, and then we want to go way further and say, look, now I now that I'm healthy, I want to lose. Inches, pounds. I want to feel continue to feel great. I want to feel better. One of the key things for you was getting consistent with your exercise, and so you found a local mm-hmm. group that you enjoyed spending time with. And I know you were taking some classes other than that. You were doing some spin classes. Mm-hmm. What other What other things were you doing before that? Were you doing? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say spin classes and then just, you know, cardio classes and other like high intensity workouts.
0: Right. There was like a boot camp you liked at the time. I remember. I don't remember the name. But there was some boot camp you would go to every once in a while, too. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was uh, ProFit Studio with Ladrissa. Mm-hmm.
0: OK. These were things that you were kind of picking a la carte. And then you found a group that was doing a, a challenge, which was I think was based out of a gym. Is that right?
1: Yes. 360. Yes. Mind, body, soul.
0: 360 mind, body, soul in
1: Chicago. Yes. And Mm -hmm. they were
0: having their bikini uh, bikini challenge. You come in with your existing habits and body weight. You're going to work out a certain number of times a week and then they're tracking and tracking and tracking. And it's going to end with this trip to uh, to the Caribbean where you're going to take photos. Yes. Right. So absolutely. Describe the experience.
1: Yes. And I won't eliminate the fellas. They changed it. I believe last year, it's now the bikini and trunk challenge. So, uh, the fellas are included. (laughs) (laughs) So there were a few guys. Um, but yeah, so this challenge was all about, um, not only weight loss, but making the mental shift. Um, and I think that's one thing that both Ashanti as well, as well as Michelle, um, both kind of, um, instilled in us that it's not just about weight loss, but it's also making the mental shift and then building consistency around working out. And, um, yeah, I had, I randomly saw I think a video that they emailed on, um, announcing the challenge and that one friend Angela I text her this was like early in the morning like hey I just saw this bikini challenge at 360 you know what do you know about it tell me about it and her response was like you should sign up and I'm like really I'm like she's like yeah you just need to do it and so from that point she was like oh and I know some people I'll introduce you that are doing it as well and so it was something I think one I'd never done anything like that with such a you know kind of a large group so um, once I signed up we were then on teams and I was on Under Coach Michelle, uh, we were Team Bombshell, so really a supportive group. I think we had roughly 30 in our group, Mm -hmm. um, but we hung together. We worked out. um, They do a lot of mental workshops, um, and then they do – kind of challenges. So, you know, tug of war, you know, you name it, um, trying to keep it, I think, exciting and to keep everyone engaged. So right. um, definitely great. i trying to think, I think we had over a hundred in the total challenge, um, but you know, multiple teams. Um, so definitely a team effort, but then, you know, you kind of have the support um, of a group, which for some people is great motivation and it, um, it worked for me.
0: That's great. What I love about it is, you know, I've never met these these ladies who ran the show. I've never been to that gym. But the fact that you can take the stuff that we were doing in the kitchen and the lifestyle stuff and then find your tribe locally mm-hmm. who, you know, you find like-minded people who are doing the same thing you're doing or, or have goals like yours. It all just came together and you did incredibly. So do you have a recollection of what your numbers were and the change that you made in terms of in that period of time?
1: Yes, I think my final weight loss, at least when I held up the sign, I believe it was 34.5 um, pounds lost, and I know it was over 10 inches Um Total in the program. Um, so, yeah, they, at the very end, you know, once you reach the finish line, they have you, you know, weigh in. And I believe starting out, if you were over, you either had to lose 10% or 15% of your body weight, depending on where you started. Right. Um, so I was in that 15% group. Um, but the biggest thing they challenged us over that course of the six months was, you know, find your rhythm and, you know, find what works for you, you know, based on your body type. Um, and yeah, it really just challenged me, one, to stay the course. Um, I think in April, I sprained my ankle and I know you and I had that (laughs) conversation to get me going. So, you know, I then was challenged with, you know, ankle injury, physical therapy. So I even had to be more rigid on my food and intake um, and not letting that, um, you know, kind of sidestep me and and push me away from the goals I was trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, that was super impressive because here you are in this uh, workout group uh, and those guys are going four or five times a week. And then you had a really bad ankle sprain. You had some swelling. And, and that was one of the first things we was talking about. You, you hit me up and said, you know, you told me the story and showed me a picture of your ankle. I'm like, okay, yeah. objective <laughs> one <laughs> is cause right. no further damage. Let's get rid of the swelling. Uh, and the thing that really impressed me about what you were able to do in that maybe six-week period where you were kind of sidelined mm-hmm. from training was you didn't shy away from what it took, which was okay We've taken a setback in what you can do and the amount of movement you can do. Let's talk about the exercises you can do or how you can stay somewhat active um, just to kind of maintain. But we have to tighten up everywhere else so that you can keep Mm -hmm. going forward. And as I remember, your momentum was so great as we were watching the numbers. Even when you were on the bench, you were still making progress as a result. Mm -hmm. Once you have the mentality of I'm not going to take any excuses, I'm just going to keep problem solving you can make incredible progress. And, yeah. and so I'm really happy with uh, with what you've done to, to date. I'm excited to see what your conversation will be like in terms of your next goals, because mm-hmm. goals do move us forward. Uh, yes. and it doesn't have to be, it could be anything. It could be completely different. I want to climb, you know, such and such hill or mountain or whatever. It could be whatever. Uh, or participate in something. Or it could be further, you know, changes to your body. Um, but I'm also happy to hear in our kind of pre-talk, uh, you're, I asked you, well, where are you today versus mm-hmm. where were you at the end of the challenge? You said that your first answer was I'm still way down. I may be within four pounds of the end of competition weight. And my mm-hmm. next question to you was what?
1: Yes. Have you maintained the habits,
0: the behaviors, correct? Yes, where are you behaviors. in terms of the behaviors? <laughs> and you told me.
1: Yes. On track as far as habits. Um, it's hard to get rid of them. I think once you once you establish them, I have my green tea over here uh-huh. <laughs> on the counter. Yeah. I think once you, yes, really grind the habits and they become like second nature, you, you know, you can't, as hard as it is, I find myself like I got to get my water in. I have to do, you know, get my vitamins and fish oil. Yeah. It, um, it sticks with you.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I also clearly remember conversations when we were really hammering water home, and you're in these you're in these meetings, sales meetings, marketing meetings, yes. whatever. Be, I have to pee so much. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my manager thought I was nuts, but I, by the end of the day, I hit my water goal and I think my, my colleagues were maybe 16.9 ounces in, but Hey, I felt good. But I I gave that disclaimer, like, Hey, I drink a lot of water because sometimes you do feel conscious in a setting, you know, can I get up? You know, I had to keep, you know, and I just told her pretty much every hour I'm hitting the restroom. So I'll just excuse myself. Just FYI.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how have, has that subsided? I mean, I'm sure you're still drinking the water. Are you still peeing like every? (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) I think I'm back on track and now I know how to kind of plan it. So if I'm traveling, if I'm on a plane, I know how to stagger it and make sure I still get it in. Um, So, yes, yeah, I'm I'm definitely figuring out some strategy, but still trying to, yes, get as much in, you know, early in the day so that I'm not, you know, having to increase intake later.
0: Right, right. And if you don't get the water, do you feel like I do? Like, I can tell if I'm behind. And it's like I'm sitting on the couch and I'm parched like, oh, man, I'm not I'm way behind. Do you feel that?
1: Yes. And I probably have like five different water bottles that I keep with me between my gym bag, car, home, you know, just to make sure that, yes, I get it in.
0: Good, 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 good. So uh, I just want to make sure that I tell you, like I tell you all the time, I'm super proud of all the work that you've done to date. I'm excited to see what comes next. The only mark I have against you is your undergraduate degree, but that's not my, you know, you can't, we can't go back in time and fix that.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: <laughs> Whitney, I'll by let the way. you
1: have a pass on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whitney went to my rivals. I didn't even want to call it a rival. That's giving you guys too much credit. But she did go to Hampton <laughs> University. Yes. What are you going to do? Yes.
1: Proud Hampton Pirate. Yes. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for taking the time. I know it's early out in uh, Indianapolis, and thanks so much for setting the time aside to talk with me today and for sharing your story.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. No, and thank you for all that you do with, yeah, eating for abs and, yes, helping us, uh, yeah, change change our lives. Lives. Lives.